everyone, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Hydrogen Nowcast, recorded on August 19th, 2020. This is a podcast devoted to encouraging the deployment of fuel cell EVs, hydrogen fueling, and hydrogen infrastructure throughout the world. The Hydrogen Nowcast is a production of the Colorado Hydrogen Network in Denver, Colorado. In each podcast, we'll interview the people, organizations, companies, and municipalities that are working to produce or deploy hydrogen technology. We'll discuss their plans and strategies, successes and lessons learned. Our intent is to encourage and motivate others to take charge, to help deploy hydrogen as a means to decarbonize transportation and accelerate the movement to stop climate change. I'm Brian DeBruin, the Director of Operations for the Colorado Hydrogen Network. I'm really looking forward to our podcast today because my guest is Alexi Dubois, PhD, the Managing Director of Hyatt USA. Alexi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Uh, it's great to see the Colorado Hydrogen Network uh, grow the last month here, and uh, I think we'll uh, hopefully have a great turnaround uh, of hydrogen here in Colorado. Yeah, thanks. I hope so too, Lexi. So Hyatt designs and builds what are called electrochemical compressors for hydrogen. Um, Lexi, why don't we start with you giving the listeners some idea of how an electrochemical compressor is different from a piston or a diaphragm compressor and, and how the electrochemical compressors work. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's indeed like the first thing we usually start with, with uh, new people reaching out to our uh, company. I think the first key point to uh, to share here is to say that our electrochemical hydrogen compressor has no moving parts. And in that regard, that's how we differentiate ourselves from mechanical compressor that have moving parts that will, at some point, uh, could fail more easily than uh, just a non-moving device. And so that's far like the conventional compressor that are more like mechanical, uh, as you just mentioned, piston and diaphragm. So the piston is, is really just like uh, a piston engine that's going to move up and down. Diaphragm is more like diaphragm that you have in your body that's going to like up and down. And so those are moving parts that are, of course, have been developed for a long time, many years, and have a lot of experience with other gases. But in this regard here, when you work with hydrogen, hydrogen is the smallest molecule that you have on, on Earth. So that's where those mechanical compressor that has been developed for many, uh, many years uh, have some limitations because of this very small molecule that try to, to get around and try to sneak in uh, in ways that the moving parts are not able to keep the hydrogen out. And in that way, you need some advanced seal, you need some oil to keep the moving parts moving. And all those kind of things are kind of like weaker points that uh, have been seen by all the operators of the hydrogen filling station. So I think it's pretty known in California that lots of hydrogen filling stations are on hold because of a failure in the mechanical compressor. And so that's why our company, Hyatt Hydrogen, started over uh, eight years ago investing in this electrochemical hydrogen uh, compression technology that can not only compress, but can also purify in a way that is fully non-moving. There's no moving parts, no rotating parts, very silent because of that reason. And so what happens here is that you have an electrochemical membrane similar to what would be a fuel cell or an electrolyzer. So that's electrochemical force that's going to drive protons, meaning like uh, when the hydrogen is split into two protons to which are driven through the membrane, and all the remaining gas uh, won't be conducted through that membrane. And so that's the simple principle behind uh, our technology here. 
And so we have showed uh, the world record single stage compression from uh, I think 10 bar to over 1100 bars. Uh, so that's another big advantage of our compressor that can do single stage from below 10 bar. Uh, we can go at two, three bars all the way up to a thousand bar in a very reliable way where we have all our stacks that are in parallel instead of having uh, a multi-stage compression of mechanical compressors in series that to reach 700 bar or a thousand bar, they will need many compressors in series, but they will have a need for compressors also as a backup on the side. All compressors all work in parallel, so whenever we could eventually see small uh, degradation, we could just turn one off and then ramp up the others in parallel and then take care of that part of the compressor. We have shown a 99% reliability working through operation. And then I would say that a big appeal that we see in the field is not only the compression, but it's also the purification aspect, because as we all know, to have fuel cell quality hydrogen, you need these five nines of hydrogen or even six nines. And even hydrogen coming out of equalizer will sometimes not have that quality of hydrogen. So our compressor doesn't only compress, but also purifies. And so increases that purity of the hydrogen to reach the quality required for fuel cell vehicles and other applications. Um, on the air side, also... We are talking to a lot of people that are coming more from the blue hydrogen side where hydrogen is produced from natural gas. And so we are also looking at applications such as hydrogen extraction from natural gas pipelines, as well as compression and purification from hydrogen coming out of methane reforming processes at small scale. And so we are really trying to, uh, to help out here on the hydrogen infrastructure where Compressors are still like a needle that you need to get out of the foot because compressors are still a big cost and still very unreliable. And, and the first example is looking at California swimming stations being shut out all the time. And so in that regard, we hope to not only bring the cost down, but also increase the reliability so that hydrogen can be uh, accessible to all and not only like the national labs. <laughs> well, you know, the... Um infrastructure for producing hydrogen fueling these days is very expensive and so um, I'm hoping that these electrochemical compressors can help reduce the cost of, of those hydrogen uh, infrastructure units so you know and it's not just the capital cost but also the energy cost so how how does the energy consumption of a Hyatt compressor compare to a piston or a diaphragm compressor it's either Below are at the same point as the, as the best compressors, mechanical compressors today. And the reason is that when you move that hydrogen, you still produce like quite a bit of heat. So you still have some losses. So it's not like a, what people would call like a 100% efficient process, of course. But all that heat can be recuperated. Our compressor is kind of just like a, a car where you can freshen the throttle and go faster, but then you'll consume more gas. So in car language, you would say that your miles per gallon would go down. Uh, we can be very efficient and be very slow, but then our compressor can also, also go full speed and then you will indeed consume more energy. But in that regard, it could be an interesting feature when you have, uh, like, let's say, like a heavy-duty truck fueling station. Uh, and when you're, you have no traction around, you can just go very efficient. But then if you have traction around, you can start increasing that flow rate in order to fill those trucks as fast as possible. That's where our, our compressor is more flexible. But I would say the most interesting part there is that it's really 99% available all the time. So for 40,000 hours of operation where we can keep it quiet, not moving and functioning. 
uh, without having to replace seals or having contaminated oil because there's no oil in our uh, system. So, so yeah, so um, I would say that it's as efficient, but I would say uh, like a big advantage would be availability uh, of the compressor, preventing to shut down an entire series of multi-stage compressors. Well, yeah, and as you point out, too, because it also does the um, purification, now you're saving on some, hopefully some of your capital costs because you've got one unit doing several functions. Exactly. So in, in this regard for the purification, there's different gases we have no problem with. But of course, there's like PEO and sulfur that, of course, can be a problem as everyone knows in the, the PEM world. But still, we take out quite a few purification devices out of Lance's plant. So in that regard, that makes our compressor a very interesting technology. Yeah. Now, you talked a little bit about other uses for the compressors, uh, like um, pulling hydrogen out of uh, natural gas. Are, are those really the only, um, that and just compressing hydrogen for uh, electrolyzers, are those the main uses right now? Uh, no, we are also uh, looking at separating hydrogen from other gases such as helium as well as ammonia. So there's other gases and other, I would say, sector of the hydrogen production. So yeah, so it's, it's really a, a combination of Compression, but also purification processes and applications. I would say that over 50% is really for refueling stations and hydrogen compression, but then there's a big interest for really uh, this extraction and purification of hydrogen from other uh, mixed gases. Well, you know, electrochemical compressors are a fairly new technology and, and an exciting one, I have to say. But how far along are um, Hyatt's compressor products in the development and the production cycle? Yeah, so I think um, we could say that our our technology is ready with our baseline. So we have a working product that can go from 10 kilograms per day all the way to 2,000 kilograms per day. And that's based on a modular uh, design. So where we just put the same stacks all together and they're all working in parallel. So you can really play which stacks you want to raise up, which stacks you want to run down uh, during operation. Uh, and then we're also working on an extended advanced technology, which would enable us to go up to 15,000 kilograms per day. That would be a much more efficient and cost-effective uh, compressor that would not only increase the capex, but also decrease the opex. And that's what we are working on this year. That will hopefully come out next year, Q1. So yeah, so we are very excited about this uh, new technology that's coming out. That would be like a 50 kilogram per day uh, stack that can literally go from a few bars all the way to a thousand bar. Uh, nowadays, there's no application that requires anything uh, above a thousand bar. So far, what we've been asked uh, is mostly up to 875 bars, which would be some kind of overpressure for dealing vehicles at 700 bars, which is, to our knowledge, um, the highest requirement or like the highest pressure application for today. All right. And so Hyatt has a, a production line going. You are delivering product these days? Yeah. So we have uh, different production lines. Uh, so we have a production line in uh, Europe, uh, in Asia, uh, based in Japan, and then we have one also here in the U.S. So that's mostly where we have our compressors being used at the moment. And uh, we have somewhere like uh, right next to our uh, headquarters in the Netherlands, in Arnhem, which is like about an hour east of Amsterdam. We work together with Shell uh, on a we did a proof concept where our compressor was used in a filling station and is still used for 120 kilograms per day. And now we're increasing that capacity to 240 
and hopefully 480 kilograms per day uh, right there. So be exciting. Great. Well, um, Hyatt is all over the world, and um, I guess we should tell our listeners that uh, your office is actually here in the Denver area where the Colorado Hydrogen Network is. So we're, um, we're lucky to kind of have you as part of our little network here. Um, you know, the compressors that I've seen, and I haven't seen a lot, but uh, the piston compressors are really big. I mean, they're the size of a large motorcycle, I guess would be the closest thing I could say. Could you give our listeners um, an idea that, you know, a comparable electrochemical compressor compared to piston compressor, how physically large are they? I would say that if you take, um, if you take a 10-foot container, uh, in that 10-foot container, you could have, I would say, a capacity of uh, about 400 kilograms per day. And that's pretty the compressor spec. So you should take the balance of plant and then which requires quite a bit of cooling there uh, that might add up maybe uh, another uh, three foot or so. Uh, so I would say if you take a 15 foot container, that would take you a 400, 480 kilos per day. And that will be even improved once we go to the our 50 kilos per day stacks that um, will increase that space required. So I think that in that regard, it's very efficient space-wise. And, 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 and the important part there is that each of those compressors can get you from like three bar to a thousand bar. And so if you have, and it doesn't matter if it's a 10 kilogram per day stack or if it's a thousand kilogram per day system, it will bring you like from few bars to uh, like the highest pressure you need. And it's also flexible in the regard that you can go, if one day you want to go to 350 and store the hydrogen, the next day you want to get hydrogen to 700 bar and put it in the car, uh, both are possible. It's also possible that if you want to do the first stage compression with those compressors, you do the first stage compression to 350, like from three or five bars. And then once you have the storage energy of 350, you could also boost it to 700 bar into a car. So, and the same compressor would do the same work. So that's really the nice flexibility about those electrochemical hydrogen compressors. Yeah, that flexibility is really nice. I, I hadn't thought about that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about where um, Hyatt compressors are already in use? I think you mentioned uh, maybe California, but uh, it sounds like other places in the world. Are there some notable things we could talk about? Uh, yeah, so there's been a uh, in use in, uh, in Japan with one of our uh, large partners there. Uh, we, have the, we have one in use that's been in use for a long time at uh, NRL, the National Research Lab, back on the East Coast. And then we have, uh, I would say, at least, Three or four up uh, running in the Netherlands. The market now in uh, Europe is booming, uh, and uh, that's thanks to I mean Europe and Germany that's really trying to get out of the crisis we are currently in due to the pandemic to really invest back on hydrogen, which is something that we are very happy to see that governments uh, are heavily investing in that. And I think that of course Hyatt will gain out of that investment in R&D and developing larger projects. Uh, because, of course, we are lagging behind mechanical compressor in a regard. And the reason is because, of course, mechanical compressors have been there for a long, long time. But electrochemical compressors on paper, I would say, are the ideal solution for the future. So uh, we hope to have many more uh, installed here in the U.S. Uh, we have uh, big projects here that are ongoing. So we hope for the best. Yeah, good. Well, we've already talked a little bit about Hyatt, the company, and the fact that uh, the headquarters is really in the Netherlands. But um, 
you want to talk a little bit more about what the products are, maybe a little bit about the history of the company? Uh, yeah, so Hyatt came um, in 2012, I believe, and was based in Arnhem. Uh, it's, uh, it's based in a technology park, which is basically uh, focused on renewable energies in the Netherlands. And our uh, founder and our CTO, uh, Ramba Tvanborn, has been uh, very involved in the oil and gas in the past and uh, very successful in different gas separation techniques. So he has some experience regarding not only the energy sector, which now, like, for example, Shell, which is actually Dutch based too, are heavily invested in hydrogen. And so it's great to have that experience. But then also the gas separation is, is kind of what we are doing here in different ways. And so uh, a good uh, friend of him discovered and started developing that technology of electrochemical compressors a long, long time ago. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away, but then Rambach took the, uh, the idea over and promised him he would do the best he could. And so, so far, so good. We have been, I think, producing some really uh, remarkable products um, while there was nothing on the table 10 years ago. Today, we can give you a thousand kilograms per day system with brand new technology. So I think that's great. And also what you have to know about Hyatt is that it's a very, I would say, multifaceted technology company. Like we really research like cutting edge technology that will break the market, will really disrupt the current development that's sometimes very slow for renewables. So on the other side, we also invest in um and you know, we have a different company called Hyatt Solar that is uh, working on this film, Morpheus Silicon, uh, that is basically uh, as, as thick as a sheet of paper uh, that you can roll as a like a poster or, or like a carpet and you can just unroll it and you can directly stick it on, on your roof or you can unroll it and put it on a very wide area in the desert or on floating. Floating solar would be a... Is, is one of our core technologies too because our, our panels are 50 times lighter or like it's 100 times lighter and 50 times thinner than usual crystalline silicon that now are also being put on lakes for floating applications but they need very heavy flotation devices because they are very heavy panels. So that's another technology we really like to combine with this kind of compressors. And, and the reason we, we work on compressors is really 10 years ago, there were already enough people working on electrolyzers, which would, of course, be key for the future for the production of hydrogen. But then the compressors were still like an issue. So we hope that in the coming years, we'll uh, come out of that issue and, and, and solve that problem. And then another um, place where we are also invested is in the low carbon fuels to really try to help oil and gas companies to make that transition from the oil and gas toward hydrogen. And that's working on low-carbon fuel reactors, uh, high-temperature reactors, gas to liquid, to repurpose the CO2 that they would produce while doing hydrogen using SMR, so steam methane reforming. Uh, and that's something that we're also heavily invested in Colorado, the Colorado School of Mines, from where where I, I did my PhD. So it's a very uh, interesting company that invested in different fronts of the renewable energy uh, spectrum. Well, we started out talking just about uh, Hyatt, the company. We didn't really find out too much about you, Alexi. Um, now, you, you just mentioned you got your PhD at the Colorado School of Mines in Golden, but uh, is that kind of where your interest in hydrogen started? Why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background and your passion for, uh, for hydrogen and these renewable technologies? 
Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, I think it's, uh, it all started uh, about, yeah, I would say over 10 years ago when I was working on my bachelor's with my uh, well-honored um, professor, Eric Van Dolk at the KU Leuven, uh, which has totally passed away since then. But he got me really into, interested into the energy sector, and, and it all started talking about engineering combustion. But then I got more experience and I worked abroad on different continents. I worked for engineering without borders, putting uh, wind turbines, hydroelectric turbines, solar panels, solar boilers. I was like, why can't we just do more efficient energy production everywhere? So then I worked on wind turbines. It's actually small axial vertical, small vertical axis wind turbines that are actually very efficient, but still not really on the map. And then from there, I was somehow my, my professor again, Professor Eric, he worked, I think, at the old beginning of NREL. So when NREL was still called Ceres, he said, you should go check out that school there, Colorado School of Mines, as they are very big on hydrogen technologies, such as fuel cells, electrolyzers uh, at high temperature and as well as low temperature. Uh, and so that's where like, I really got into the hydrogen market. That's about now, seven, seven years ago. I think I was in uh, Germany then, and I moved to uh, Colorado. And I really got into this hydrogen sector, which to me is, is, is one of the solutions for the future. Uh, and I would love to also see ammonia, which I think might also be a nice collaboration for hydrogen. And, and, and hopefully we can make it happen. And I think that in that regard, Hyatt is a great company to work for. Uh, even though it's small, it's been there for 10 years and we are growing. So yeah, we'll uh, make it work in the coming two years. Well, I certainly see this as an exciting technology and um I'm hoping that as we get some fuel stations built here in Colorado that we can see some Hyatt compressors in there. I think uh, the flexibility and the, uh, hopefully the cost will really you know, help push that technology forward. So where, um, where can listeners learn more about uh, the Hyatt electrochemical compressors? Uh, maybe give us the website or the best uh, link to go to. Yeah, I would say the best website would be uh, www.hyatthydrogen.com. Uh, you can also look at our, our overall Hyatt Group website, which is the hyattgroup.com. And, and Hyatt is, is spelled H-Y-E-T. Uh, you can uh, feel free to uh, reach out to me, uh, which would be, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, I suppose. And then uh, my email address is alexis.dubois, uh, D-U-B-O-I-S, at Dubois, Wyoming, at hyatthydrogen.com. I'm always happy to talk. You can find me somewhere hanging out uh, around the Colorado uh, Denver area. Uh, but we also have an office in uh, California, in Berkeley. So uh, I am uh, present all over there. I'm uh, also very involved with uh, National Labs. I'm a principal investigator uh, looking at different projects and collaborations we have with the DOE uh, and the National Labs. And then also looking at any kind of business we have going on here uh, in the U.S. So... Any collaboration and synergies is something we really look forward to work on. And uh, we are happy to work on small projects of one kilogram per day all the way to thousands of kilograms per day. So, no, but thank you very much, uh, Brian, for uh, getting me on the podcast today. Well, you're welcome. And, it, you know, it's been a, a really interesting discussion. And I'll also add that we do have a link to um, Hyatt Hydrogen on the Colorado Hydrogen Network website, which is www.colorado hydrogen.org. So I think we'll wrap it up there, Alexi. Again, thank you. And um, listeners, if you enjoy listening to the Hydrogen Nowcast, please give us a rating in your podcast app. 
a good rating helps us be discovered by other people. And also word of mouth recommendations are really important. So consider letting people in your own network know about the Hydrogen Nowcast. So until next time, this is Brian DeBruin wishing you health and prosperity. Goodbye.